Dear listeners, are you tired of the endless cycle of fad diets and extreme measures? It's time to wake up to a better weight loss solution with Robody. As someone who's been through the ups and downs of weight loss, I know firsthand the challenge of trying to find what will stick. That's why if I qualified for Robody today, I'd jump at the chance for a scientifically backed program that supports long-term success. With Robody, you'll gain access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market, paired with personalized lifestyle changes. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Row to help them lose weight. Say goodbye to the roller coaster of weight loss dreams and hello to sustainable, real results with Robody. Go to row.co slash snoozecast. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash snoozecast. to help you fall asleep. On the Snoozecast, we read excerpts from public domain works and occasionally original stories. We'd like to thank our listeners. If you enjoy our show, please share it with a friend. The best place to listen to us is on our website, snoozecast.com. From there, you'll be able to download or play single episodes without having to change any autoplay settings on your device or in your podcast directory. This episode is supported by The Damp and Quiet, A Fresh Snowfall. Tonight, I'll be reading The Snoozy Beginning to the Time Machine by H.G. Wells. Published in 1895, Wells paints a vision of the distant future in his first novel. Considered to be one of science fiction's most important authors, Wells contributed to the genre with many notable works, The Island of Dr. Moreau, The Invisible Man, and The War of the Worlds. In his nonfiction futurologist works, Wells predicted the advent of airplanes, space travel, and even Wikipedia, although he called it permanent world encyclopedia. The term itself, time machine, was coined by Wells and is now universally used to refer to any such vehicle. Let's get cozy. Close your eyes. Relax your body into the softness of your bed. Now, take a few deep breaths. Chapter One, Introduction. The Time Traveler for so it will be convenient to speak of him, was expounding a recondite matter to us. His pale gray eyes shone and twinkled, and his usually pale face was flushed and animated. The fire burnt brightly, and the soft radiance of the incandescent lights 
in the lilies of silver, caught the bubbles that flashed and passed in our glasses. Our chairs, being his patents, embraced and caressed us rather than submitted to be sat upon. And there was that luxurious after-dinner atmosphere, when thought runs gracefully free of the trembles of precision. And he put it to us in this way, marking the points with a lean forefinger, as we sat and lazily admired his earnestness over his new paradox, as we thought it, and his fecundity. You must follow me carefully. I shall have to controvert one or two ideas that are almost universally accepted. The geometry, for instance, they taught you at school is founded on a misconception. Is not that rather a large thing to expect us to begin upon, said Philby, an argumentative person with red hair? I do not mean to ask you to accept anything without reasonable ground for it. You will soon admit as much as I need from you. You know, of course, that a mathematical line, a line of thickness nil, has no real existence. They taught you that? Neither has a mathematical plane. These things are mere abstractions. That is all right, said the psychologist. Nor having only length, breadth, and thickness can a cube have a real existence. There I object, said Philby. Of course a solid body may exist, all real things. So most people think, but wait a moment, can an instantaneous cube exist? Don't follow you, said Philby. Can a cube that does not last for any time at all have a real existence? Philby became pensive. Clearly, the time traveler proceeded, any real body must have extension in four directions. It must have length, breadth, thickness, and duration. But through a natural infirmity of the flesh, which I will explain to you in a moment, we incline to overlook this fact. There are really four dimensions, three which we call the three planes of space, and a fourth, time. There is, however, a tendency to draw an unreal distinction between the former three dimensions and the latter, because it happens that our consciousness moves intermittently in one direction along the latter from the beginning to the end of our lives. That, said a very young man, making a spasmodic efforts to relight his cigar over the lamp, that, very clear indeed. Now, it is very remarkable that this is so extensively overlooked continued the time traveler, with a slight accession of cheerfulness. Really, this is what is meant by the fourth dimension, though some people who talk about the fourth dimension do not know they mean it. It is only another way of looking at time. There is no difference between time and any of the three dimensions of space except that our consciousness moves along it. But some foolish people have got hold of the wrong side of that idea. You have all heard what they have to say about this fourth dimension? I have not, said the provincial mayor. It is simply this, that space, our mathematicians have it, is spoken of as having three dimensions, which one may call length, breadth, and thickness, and is always definable by reference to three planes, each at right angles.